Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memar Ram Goldhar and the name of Zechus Mod Katan Daf Ches. The first parak Mashkin Beis Shlachim. The first parak has been generously sponsored in the memory of Menachem Mendel, Ben Rav Yosef Yitzchak Isaac Cohen, and his son Abachi Yosef Yitzchak Isaac Ben Rav Menachem Mendel Cohen. May their neshamas have an aliyah. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah states, Rav Meir also said, Malakat Adam Atzmos Avi Ve'imo Ribnei Shasim Chihilo. A person may gather the bones of his father and mother and bury them in an ancestral pot on Cholmo because it's a simcha for him. Rashi explains that he's happy that they're buried next to their ancestors and it's not distressing for him. Rabbi Yossi said, it's a source of mourning for him and therefore it is prohibited. The more challenges were made from a bright that taught, one who gathers the bones of his father and mother is chayev to mourn for them the entire day. But in the evening he's not required to mourn for them. So how can Rabbi Meir permit this on Cholomot? Abaya answered, Say that Rabbi Meir means that the Simcha of the Regal is upon him. Rashi explains that since he's very involved in the Simcha of the Chag, the reinterment doesn't bother him. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, In Chofin Kuchin Ukvaros Bamod, we may not dig burial alcoves or graves during Cholomot. But we may adjust burial alcoves during Cholomot. The Gemara asks what kuchin and kvaros are, and Rabbi Huda said, kuchin bechafir, kvaros bevinyan. The alcoves are made by digging into the walls of the crypt, and tombs are made by building a structure above the ground. The Gemara asks what is meant by of a mechantkin as a kuchin bemoed, but we may adjust the burial alcoves during cholmod, and Rabbi Huda said, shimeya aruch mekatsu, that if the alcove was too long, one may shorten it, which is done by adding some stone. One may lengthen it or widen it. This is permitted, even though it requires more effort. And pointing with you, the next mission states, We may not marry women on Cholomod, neither virgins or widows, nor may we perform Yibum, because doing one of these things is a Simchatum. But he may remarry his divorced wife on Cholomod. Rashi explains that the Simcha is not as great in this case. The Gemara asks what the problem is for someone having Simcha on a Chag, and the Gemara brings four answers. Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Levisha Eimah Arvin Simcha B'Simcha, because we do not mix one Simcha with another. Rashi explains that one should be completely engaged in the Simcha, the Chag, alone. Rabbi Rav Huna said, because the Chasm will leave aside the Simcha, the Chag, and be involved in the Simcha of his wife. Rav Dan Yobar Katina said the source for this is, Masamacht Bechagecha. And you shall rejoice in your Chag, in your Chag, and not in your wife. Ua said, because it would involve a lot of Tircha for the Chasim. And Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha said, because it would result in not fulfilling the mitzvah of Puru Rashi explains, Rashi explains that people would not get married during the year, and they would wait for the Chag, so they could make one suit for both, the wedding and the Chag. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, Rumer also said, a person may gather the bones of his father and mother and bury them in an ancestral plot on Cholmod because it's his simcha form. Rashi explains that he's happy that they're buried next to their ancestors and it's not distressing for him. Rabbi Yossi said, It's a source of mourning for him and therefore it is prohibited. The more challenges were made from a bright that taught, One who gathers the bones of his father and mother is chayv to mourn for them the entire day. But in the evening, he's not required to mourn for them. So how can Rabbi Meir permit this in the Cholomod? Abaya answered, Say that Rabbi Meir means that the Simcha of the Regal is upon him. Rashi explains that since he's very involved in the Simcha of the Chag, the reinterment doesn't bother him. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, We may not dig burial alcoves or graves during Cholomod. But we may adjust burial alcoves during Cholomod. The Gemara asks what Kuchin and Kvaros are, and Rabbi Yudah said, Kuchin bechafira u'kvaros bevin. 
opinion. The alcoves are made by digging into the walls of the crypt, and tombs are made by building a structure above the ground. The Gemara asks what is meant by but we may adjust the burial alcoves during Kohomot. And Rabbi said, that if the alcove was too long, one may shorten it, which is done by adding some stone. It was taught in one may lengthen it or widen it. This is permitted, even though it requires more effort. And pointing between the next Mishnah states, Ain't no sin nashim b'moed, v'lobesulos v'lobamanos v'lobmiyabmin. We may not marry women of Cholomod, neither virgins or widows, nor may we perform yibum v'pneshah simchahilo. Because doing one of these is a simchatum. Avalmachzer who has kushoso, but he may remarry his divorced wife on Cholomod. Rush explains that the simcha is not as great in this case. They want to ask what the problem is for someone having simcha on a chag, and the Gemara brings four answers. But you said in the name of Shmuel, l'fisha in ma'arvin simcha b'simcha, because we do not mix one simcha with another. Rush explains that one should be completely engaged in the Simcha the Chag alone. Rabbi Baruch Huna said, because the Chassan will leave aside the Simcha the Chag and be involved in the Simcha of his wife. But Daniel Barkatina said the source for this is, and you shall rejoice in your Chag, in your Chag and not in your wife. Ua said, because it would involve a lot of Tircha for the Chassan. Rabbi Yitzhak Navcha said, because it would result in not fulfilling the mitzvah of Peru Rush explains that people would not get married during the year and wait for the Chag instead, so they can make one suitor for both the wedding and the Chag. Alright, so now we go to our Simon Dov Ches, and our standard Simon is Chala. Chala. So here goes. The Chala Moed Chala delivery truck stopped to drop off free Chala to the man rebearing his parents' bones, and to the team busy lengthening some kuchin, since it had so much extra Chala from the Chassan's cancelled order, who just found out he couldn't get married on Chala Moed. Once again, it's slow motion. The Cholomot Chala delivery truck, Chala, that must be learned of Ches. The Cholomot Chala delivery truck stopped to drop off free Chala to the man rebearing his parents' bones, which reminds us of the next Mishnah states where Merit said that a person may gather the bones of his father and mother and bury them in an ancestral pond of Cholomot because it's a simcha for him. Rashi explains that he's happy that they're buried next to their ancestors and it's not distressing for him. Rabbi said, Abel Hilo, it's a source of mourning for him and therefore it's prohibited. Even though a person should mourn the entire day when he reinterns the bones, Abai explains that Remer means that the Simcha of the Regal is upon him. Since he's very involved in the Simcha of the Chag, the reinterment doesn't bother him. So the Cholomot Chala delivery truck stopped to drop off free Chala to the man rebearing his parents' bones and to the team busy lengthening some kuchin, which reminds us the next mission states, We may not dig burial alcoves or graves during Cholomot of Machanchines of Kuchin B'mod, but we may adjust burial alcoves during Cholomot, which means that we may shorten them. And a Bryson teaches that we may also lengthen and widen them, even though it involves Mortircha. So the Cholomot delivery truck stopped to drop off free Chala to the man rebearing his parents' bones and to the team busy lengthening some kuchin since they had so much extra Chala from the Chassan's cancelled order who just found out he couldn't get married on Cholomot. Which reminds us the next mission states Ain't no sin nashim b'moed v'obasulos v'lamanos v'lamiyabim We may not marry women on Cholomot neither virgins or widows nor may we perform yibum mifneisha simchilo because doing one of these things is a simcha form and the Gemara brings four reasons why it's a problem to have this additional simcha on the Chag. So once again, the Cholomot Chala delivery truck stopped to drop off free Chala to the man rebearing his parents' bones and to the team busy lengthening some kuchin since it had so much extra Chala from the Chassan's cancelled order who just found out he couldn't get married on Cholomot. Alright, now it's time for our four blah blah Chazara. Daf Dalet. So the similar Daf Dalet is a door. So here goes. The person used a door. Door? That must be more Daf Dalet. Dalet. Door. 
The person used a door to block people from drawing water from a pool of rainwater to irrigate Ancho Moed, which reminds us, Gemara asks why it's prohibited to use water from a pool of rainwater to irrigate a canal in Moed, since there's no Tirchi Yisera. There's no excessive effort. Rabbi Allah said, and then Rabbi Yochanan, It's a decree on rainwater because of water from a well. And Rashi explains that people may come to draw water from a well. Ravashi said, The rainwater itself will become like water from the well, and that it will eventually require a pail. Rashi explains that as water is used, the water level will go down, and a person will need to draw the water with a pail. So the person used a door to block people from drawing water from a pool of rainwater to irrigate Ancoa Moed. Use another one to prevent people from digging a new canal during Shviz, which reminds us, the Gemara asks why is it prohibited to dig out a new irrigation canal during Shviz when there's no concern for Tircha? Rabbi Zer and Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel disagree on the reason. One says, because it appears as if the person is hoeing, and the other one says, because he's making the canal's banks suitable for sowing. The Gemara says, enough community between the two. It's a case where one takes the earth from the canal and throws it far away from the banks to the canal. In this case, there is no concern according to the one who holds the issue is preparing the banks for sowing, while it's still forbidden according to the one who holds that the issue is hoeing. So, the person who used a door to block people from drawing water from a pool of rainwater to irrigate Ancoa Moed used another one to prevent people from digging a new canal during Shviz and told them to fix the damaged canal next to it that was one to have deep and should be six fucking deep instead. Which reminds us, the Mishnah and Seda Masaknis Mukukalis Mamod, one may fix a damaged irrigation canal in Chohomod, and the Gemara asks, what is considered damaged? And Rabbi Yama said that if the canal is now one tefach deep, it may be restored to a depth of six tefachim. The Gemara asks, what would be the din if one wanted to restore a canal that is two tefachim deep to its original depth of seven tefachim? Do we say that here too is permitted because he's also digging five tefachim? Or do we say that since there's an additional tefach that's not necessary for the workings of the canal, there is too much exertion and it is prohibited. The Gemara leaves it as a teku. Daf hay. So the simmer daf hay is hay or a haystack. So here goes. The children sitting on bales of hay. Hey, that must be more on daf. Hey. The children sitting on bales of hay watching their father schwitz as they dug a new cistern and call moed for the public, which reminds us, the Mishnah had stated, Masaknus Kukuli on Maim Shibushus one may fix damaged cisterns in Rishus Rabim and which refers to clearing them out of debris. And the more inferred from here, Chatita in Chafir clearing the cisterns out is permitted, but digging new ones is not. Rabbi Yaakov said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that they didn't teach that digging cisterns was forbidden, except when the public doesn't need them. But if the public needs them, then digging them is permitted. So the children sitting on bales of hay watching their father schwitz as they dug a new cistern on Cholomod for the public didn't challenge the Rebbe who was there as well. Which reminds Rabbi Shubin Levi said, or whoever evaluates his ways, which Rashi explains means that he weighs the loss of doing a mitzvah versus its reward and the gain of doing a nevera. Versus the loss, Zohar Barov Yeshuasa Shukosh Baruch Hu will be Zohar to see the salvation of a Kosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara brings the story of Rabbi Yanai's Talmud, who would challenge him in Shir, but not when it was widely attended by the public, so as not to embarrass Rabbi Yanai if he didn't know the answer. So the children sitting on bales of hay watching their father Schwitz as they dug a new sister on Cholamod for the public didn't challenge the Rebbe who was there as well. Marking graves in a base of pras, which reminds us, the mission had stated, Metzainus Kavaros, one may mark graves on Cholamod. The Gemara brings a bright that teaches that only things that transmit tumor through an oil can be marked, with one example being a base of pras, a field where a grave was plowed over. After bringing statements that indicate that a base of pras does not transmit tumor via an oil, the Gemara concludes and brings a mission from Olos that teaches Shosha base of pras. There are three types of base of pras. Dav Vav. So the similar Dav Vav is a sword. So here goes. The Zal Shulchei Basin that went out on Cholomod, brandishing their sword. Swords? That must mean more on Dav Vav. The Zal Shulchei Basin that went out on Cholomod, 
brandishing their swords to inspect the fields for Kalayim, which reminds us the Mishnah said that Shuchi Basin also go out to inspect the fields for Kalayim, referring to Pesach Ho'amot. The Gmoron Ardaf has said this is a contradiction to a Mishnah Shkalim that says the inspectors go out on the 15th of Adar. Rabbi Laz and Rabbi Yosef Rechanin each provide an answer. One said that the Mishnah Shkalim is dealing with the early crop, whereas the Mishnah here is dealing with the later crop. The other one said, Kamba Zvarim, Kamba Yerachos. The Mishnah Shkalim deals with grains, whereas here it deals with vegetables. So the Zelsa Shuchi Basin that went out on Ho'amot brandishing their swords to inspect the fields for Kalayim, saw a man use his sword to make a channel to draw water from one tree to another, which reminds us that the next Mishnah states, where Blessing Yaakov says, Moshe has a mind, me ilan ilan, we may draw the water from one tree to another tree on Cholomoed, provided that one does not water the entire field. Rashi explains that the trees need to be irrigated to prevent financial loss, but the whole field may not be watered because the grains, in this case, can survive on rainwater, and plants that were not watered before the mode may not be watered in Cholomoed. Rashi explains that since they were not watered regular before, they'll survive if one doesn't water them during Cholomod. But the Chami permit watering in both cases. Rashi explains that the Chami here is Rabbi Meir, who permits watering a rainwater field in order to enhance its growth. So, the zealous Shukhe Basin that went out on Cholomod, brandishing their swords to inspect the fields for Kalayim, saw a man use his sword to make a channel to draw water from one tree to another, next to an anthill where a battle to the deaths was going on. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings up Bryce that states, we may destroy antholes on Cholomod, and Rameshim Gamaliel explains how. One brings dirt from this anthole and puts it in this anthole, and the ants choke each other to death. But she explains that when the ants smell the unfamiliar soil, they panic and kill each other. Dav Zayn, so the symbol Dav Zayn is Clay Zayn, a weapon, a gun. So here goes. The heavily armed guards, armed guards, gun, that must mean we're on Dav Zion. The heavily armed guards hide to prevent the Kohen from looking at people's Nagaim on Cholomoed, which reminds us that we have a Malchus Ramir on the Chachamim, whether a Kohen can look at a Nega on Cholomoed. Rabbi Meir says, a Kohen may look and examine a Nega Tzras on Cholomoed to be Mekol, but not to be Machmir. Rush explains that Kohen sees that he's Tameh, shouldn't say anything, because if he declares him Tameh, he'll cause a person distress, and the Torah says, and you should rejoice in your Chag. But the Chachamim say a Kohen may not examine at all, neither to be Mekol nor Machmir. They hold the Kohen who examines the Negev must make a ruling, and if he were to examine it in order to be Mekel, he might end up having to be Machmir. So, the heavily armed guards hired to prevent the Kohen from looking at people's Nagaim on Cholomoed weren't sure if they should let him go and look at the Mitzorah at the end of his second confinement, which reminds us. The Gemara brings a similar Malchokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi, who holds like the Chachamim, and Rabbi qualifies the Malchokas that they only disagree in the case of someone at the end of his second confinement, where his situation will improve if he's Tahor, and worsen if he's Tameh, as he'll be distressed on becoming a Mitzorah Muchlat. So, the heavily armed guards hired to prevent the Kohen from looking at people's Nagaim on Cholomoed weren't sure if they should let him go and look at the Matsora at the end of his second confinement and told the Chazan to come back in a week after Sheva Brachas. Which reminds us, since becoming a Matsora is dependent on the Kohen's declaration of the person being Tameh, we learn that a Chazan who develops a Nega, we give him seven days of a Sheva Brachas before examining it, and we also give him an allowance for his house and clothing. Similarly, if someone develops a Nega before a Regal, we give him seven days of the Chag before examining it. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.